Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. If you're a real estate investor and you're looking to raise capital, I'd like to invite you to join me for two days in Dallas at the end of September for the secrets of successful syndication. This two-day workshop, hosted by the Real Estate Guys, is the best event of its type I've seen anywhere in the world. To find out more, go to victorjm.com slash events. That's victorjm.com slash events. On today's show, we're taking a trip through history. The year was 211 BC, and ancient Rome introduced the denarius as its money. The coins were nearly pure silver, and they had a theoretical weight of about 4.5 grams. The standard, although not always met in practice, remained pretty stable throughout the Republic, with the notable exception of times of war. A large number of coins required to raise an army and pay for supplies often necessitated the debasement of the coinage. An example was that the denarii that were struck by Mark Anthony to pay his army during the battles against Octavian. These coins were slightly smaller in diameter than the normal denarius. They were also made of noticeably debased silver. The denarius continued to decline slowly in purity, with a notable reduction instituted by Septimus Severus, and by the year 274, the denarius contained virtually no silver. On today's show, we're taking a closer look at the collapse of the Italian government this past week and what it might mean for the future. Now, I know what you're thinking. I'm a real estate investor in the heartland of America. What does the resignation of an Italian prime minister have to do with my life? Well, Italy's had 61 governments since World War II, more than any other nation. Part of the problem is that Italy's electoral system is based on proportional representation, and they have a large number of parties. It's virtually impossible for a single party to get enough votes to form a majority government. They almost always end up being fragile coalition governments between parties having differing ideologies. Now, Italy has had a number of failed governments in the past. Their entire electoral system is a bit dysfunctional. This week, Italy's government collapsed, triggering a power struggle between the country's right-wing nationalist parties and rival parties, along with deepening Europe's political upheaval as Europe struggles with both immigration and slowing economic growth. Prime Minister Giuseppe Conte resigned on Tuesday after Matteo Salvini, the leader of the far-right League Party, withdrew his support for the government. Mr. Salvini, whose anti-immigration League Party is leading in public opinion polls, is pushing for snap elections. So this is all about a power struggle. Mr. Salvini's opponents are trying to maneuver to prevent an election by trying to create a new coalition with the center-left Democratic Party. Such a deal could bring together Italy's former Prime Minister, Matteo Renzi, and a comedian, Beppe Grillo, Five Stars founder and guiding spirit. Now, none of this matters to real estate investors in America. This is nothing more than a power struggle. But the issue runs deeper, and here's why we care. Italy is part of the European Union, one of 28 countries soon to be 27 after Great Britain exits later this year. The European Union is like a family, where each member of the family has their own personality and values. Oh, and like a lot of families, they fight about money. Italy has never really recovered from the 2008 financial crisis. When I was there a few weeks ago, the news media were still talking about the financial crisis like it was something new. But we're into it 11 years later. It's no longer a crisis. It's the new normal, and the Italian people have not yet woken up to the fact that they need to adapt to the new economic reality. Italy is trying every trick in the book to try and jumpstart their economy. They haven't realized yet that some of their policies are in fact responsible for the anemic growth. It's easier to print money. But wait, that's in contravention of EU rules. 
You probably remember a couple of years ago when all the financial markets were spooked over the possibility of Greece defaulting on their national debt. Greece is one of the smaller members of the EU. They only have 12 million people. They're a rounding error on the side of Europe. Now, I've been saying for some time that the next financial crisis is going to be a sovereign debt crisis. I still stand by that. I just can't tell you when it's going to happen or which country is going to be the trigger. Is it going to be Greece, Turkey, Italy, Argentina, or the good old U.S. of A.? But the headwaters of the next financial crisis are wrapped up in governments that believe spending their way to prosperity is the path to economic growth. As you think about that, pay very close attention to what's happening in the world of printing money. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. Talk to you again tomorrow.